You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. We've got a special guest. I'm nervous. As you know, Sats. Massive Rabbitohs supporter. And I know you've done this for me as a Christmas gift, and I thank you very much. We've got the great man himself, the head coach of the mighty South Sydney Rabbitohs joining us now, Jason Demetrio. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Hey, guys. Welcome. Hey, quick question for you before Sats gets into the the serious (laughs) stuff. When you sat on Santa's knee at the start of December, did you ask Santa for Damien Cook, Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker to re-sign before Christmas holidays. Oh, I certainly did. It was a uh, definitely an early Christmas present. And, uh, really happy that the three have committed to the club. Was it a pretty seamless process with the negotiations? Because I know that some of them were, were still under contract, Jace, but um, it was never any mention of other clubs coming in underneath the uh, underneath the guard and, and possibly trying to steal them. It, it seemed as though that the the negotiations were, were all kept really internal and in-house. Yeah, yeah, they were. I think, obviously, the November 1 uh, deadline was, was crucial for us to make sure that, uh, both parties were clear that uh, we wanted them to stay and um, that they wanted to stay. And that was evident very early that the players were very committed to staying at the club. And then it was just a matter of nutting out the, the details. And uh, Blake Soley and Mark Ellison did a great job with that. And um, we've got the three really important players to us locked in and uh, it's really important for not only next year but for the next few years for the club. As a head coach, Jace, has it been one of the most disjointed pre-seasons because of all the World Cup players that are involved? It has and it hasn't. I think, you know, over the last couple of years we've had, you know, a competition in 2020 that finished in uh, October, November, end of October, November because of COVID and then we made the grand final in 21, so we, we didn't come back to pre-season until, um, you know, I think a week before Christmas and, and then, or the new year even for some of them. So, um, yeah, it's probably been a bit better than the last couple of years in terms of having players in training before Christmas. But, yeah, really looking forward to having the World Cup boys back in January. And um, as I said to the players, that's when pre-season really kicks off. Now, Jace Cody will be 35 in his final year and... You've had a, a long history coaching against Cody in the in the Queensland Cup for a number of years as well when you were at the Northern Pride. Now, you played an era yourself when there was all road runs and beat tests and hill sprints. And at 35, he doesn't seem to look like he's slowing up at any time soon. What, what do you put it down to with the, the techniques and training, the new age training that is allowing players to play a lot later now into their, into their 30s? Yeah, I think it's a few things. I think obviously the the preparation that goes into getting the players prepared to train and the recovery after training obviously makes a big difference. But also, I think um, you know the way players are looked after medically now is is always improving. And um, you know, we're, Cody's a bit different to most because he didn't debut in first grade till he was 26. I don't think he was full time till he was about 24. So he hasn't had the wear and tear on his body that you know a 17, 18 year old coming to first grade would have had. But 
Um, you know, he's very durable. He trains every session. He's done every session since he's been back in preseason. And he's extremely fit, looking as good as I've seen him since I've been at the club, which is a real positive sign for us. But yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he keeps going. I mean, he, he may be the next uh, Cliffy Lyons and, you know, play on for a few more years after that. Yeah, it's, a, it's actually be great. not a bad comparison, actually. Uh, Damon Cook, top three hookers in the game, without a doubt. He's a, achieved almost anything other than a premiership, uh, Jason. But as a coach, how do you keep challenging players like Damien Cook? How do you get more out of a player like Damien Cook? I think Damien just wants, he's always looking to improve. He's always looking to be better. And I think chasing that elusive premiership is what motivating us all at the moment. And especially someone like Damien, who's done everything in the game. He's played for his state, very successfully played for his state and his country. And um, the one thing that he probably hasn't got in his career as you mentioned, is that premiership. And, you know, there's a lot of players that go throughout the whole career without winning one. And um, I know that's obviously the pinnacle for any player to, to win a premiership. So there's a lot of hunger and motivation in him and that drives him to want to learn. And, and also for us as coaches to keep finding ways to get him in the game. You know, teams obviously do game plans and try to control the ruck, which stops Damien. But for us as coaches, we've got to be a bit more creative and, and find ways to, to use his best attributes in the game. And, I think we're doing that, and and I thought he was had a decent season last year, but off the back of no preseason, probably was a bit inconsistent. But you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does this year. I, I know how good he's looking there in preseason, and how hungry he is to play well. Hey, uh, Latrell Mitchell, it's all about timing. And I was just saying to the listeners and Jace before we we got you on on the show, Jace. I think with the signing of the three players and Cam Murray, and along with a host of other players, that the Bunnies will win a comp in the next two or three years. Now. With Latrell, it's all about timing. Of course, he's won a couple of comps. He's he's done everything in the game. But behind the scenes, some some of the things that we don't see with Latrell, he seems to have matured a lot off the field, and that comes with age and experience and, and having children, whatever it may be. What don't we see behind closed doors where it says to you as a coach that this guy is ready to go to a next level from a, from a leadership point of view? Yeah, I think that... Um, exactly, he's, that's exactly right. Sats. He wants to, he, he enjoys being a leader. He enjoys standing in the center of the room and saying, Come with me, boys. And he's learning how to articulate that and how to use, um, you know, his motivation only to rub off on other players around him. And that's pretty special. We know what he's capable of doing on the field, but if he can bring people with him off the field, that's probably where his game goes to another level again. And uh, it's about getting some um, balance in. Latrell, I think he's he's missed footy in patches, and you know he's come back last year and he was outstanding for us. You know, I think his win rate when he our win rate when he plays is up in the mid 70s. So hmm. our mission now is to to get him fit uh, and get him you know feeling as good as he has done for the last few years. You know, come March and and then making sure we get that balance right throughout the season. So come September, him and every other player on our team is in good shape, and we're able to put our best team on the park. When he Starts. He can polarise some fans if you're not a South fan, and that's purely because of his competitive nature, his aggressive mentality. He loves to be confrontational on the field and sometimes wear the black cape. As a coach, do you say to him, I need a lot of that controlled aggression. I don't want you to take that out of your game. Um, yeah, we haven't had a lot of conversations in around... Um his aggression, obviously discipline's a big part for any team and we can't afford to have any best players sat on the sidelines or giving away penalties in crucial parts of the game. Everyone knows how important a discipline is 
um, when, especially when you're getting to the pointy end of the season. But I thought it disappointed the outstanding last year. And as you said, it's come with that maturity and understanding that, that his impact on the field isn't you know just about what he can do, but it's about how he influences other people. And you know, I, I barely remember him getting penalised last year and he definitely was nowhere near getting suspended. So uh, I think his discipline's been really good. And like I said, you know, he, he missed half a season with, with knee problems and he came back and was probably arguably one of the best players in the competition. So our challenge now is, is to get him fit and keep him on the field as long as we can. Yeah, I, I love watching him play. And Jace, if you haven't seen him in real life, he is... He is a monster. I can't yeah. believe how big he is in real life. It's yeah. how big these players are. Uh, now, we've been asking some of the listeners to send some questions in also, Jason. Mark from Mortdale, he's yep. basically just followed up on one of the questions I was going to ask you. I was going to say, is there a player that's impressed you, one that may jump out of the box in 2023 that we don't know about? And Mark has also said, "Who is there any good young centres coming through or wingers coming through the grades? Yeah, I, th- I feel like Isaac Thompson came through last year and, and played really good for us in his three first grade games that he played before he, he, he tore his hamstring and, and missed the the finals. But he's had an outstanding preseason again is looking um, you know, bigger and stronger and faster than he was over the last couple of years. So that's gonna be a real asset to us. But just like Arapani's another one who was banging on the door of first grade last year before he picked up an injury and an illness that ruled him out for the back half of the season. So that they're two players that you know I expect to have a real impact on on the season next year. But I think Davey Mawale is another mm. player who will um, come. You know, he's he's I think he played 12 games last year. He's probably looking at playing a lot more, but then also having more impact as well as a, a 19, 20 year old front rower coming into his own. So obviously went and played in the Cook Islands for the World Cup. That experience will be great for him. Um, and then Blake Tuff, you know, is. Been inconsistent by his own standards last year, Blake, but he's come back this year. He's, he's been the, the pick of the bunch in terms of training. His attitude's been first class, and uh, we're really looking forward to what Blake can do can do next season. Where do you see the the build and the physical attributes of a front rower going? You, know, you look at David Mawali, He's not a he's not a huge man. He's not you know six foot three, six foot four. Um, you got your Tom Burgesses and Jared Warrior Hargraves and and Co. Jace. Where do you see? The front row are heading. Are we going to be see, start seeing some more sh- shorter, far more mobile front rows with the game and the way that it's speeding up? Yeah, I, I do think so. But I also think you, that that big bop is still handy to have. Mm. I mean, you look at what Nelson Mustafa Solomona does in for Melbourne and what Tom does for us. Um, you know, you still. I think there's a balance between mobility and size and, and getting that right and having a bit of flexibility. You don't want all your front rowers looking exactly the same either. It's handy to have guys who offer different things that uh, you know, defences have to think about when they're defending. You know, a, a Davey Mowali coming out is very different to a Tom Burgess or a Cameron Murray for that matter. So it's, I think we've got the balance right in terms of the different body shapes and what they're capable of doing at different stages of the game. And it's about you know, keeping our smarts and how we use that in the interchange and, and during the game as well. Okay, we're going to put you under the Sports Day blowtorch. Give us some uh, quick answers, a little bit of detail behind it as well. A lot of it's not rugby league related at all. It's more personality related, Jace. Now, if you could mute yep. if you could mute one of your players for 24 hours, who would it be? Oh, uh, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> who would I mute for 24 hours? Who annoys me the most? I'll probably host a uh, Jacob host. Oh, really? I love Hosty, but I'd mute him for a little while, yeah. He just, he's always having little digs at me and playing things on the over the speaker, a little, a little winding me up a little bit. But 
Uh, okay. I'm um, muting for a bit. If there's a, uh, a a player in the in the team that's got a is got to run the the final leg of a relay for your life, which one of your players you're putting as the final runner? Oh, that's easy, Alex Johnson every day of the week. Yeah, yeah. not he's Damien a, Cook because you know he's a beach sprinter. Yeah, that's... yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, for forty meters, I don't cook you for sure, but. Over the hundred meters, I'm all yeah. Alex Johnson, every I think I'm seeing Cookie make breaks and Alex jogging a sot next to him. So, <laughs> um, no one knows how fast Alex is because he only ever runs as fast as he has to. So, I'm, I'm, if my life's on it, I'm hoping he just puts in that little bit extra. He's on track, isn't he? If he continues the way he's going, barring injury, he's on track to break a record that we thought no player would ever get near in Kenny Irvine in 212 tries. Yeah, it's unbelievable, isn't it? So, yeah, we, we again, keep him healthy on the field. And, um, yeah, I think he'll go very close. And it's annoying that the records he keeps breaking, it's not res- – I don't feel like it's respected enough because all he's got to do is catch the ball and put it over the line. No, there's still he a lot more to do. He does a lot more than that. Still a lot more to do, yep. Um, okay, which player on Mad Monday oh, – tries he scores. Mm. Yeah. yeah, sorry, mate, yeah. No, keep going, tries he scores. I'm saying there's tries he scores where – you know, a lot of wingers wouldn't score where there's a half a chance and he's just going to try every time. Yeah. You know? yep. it's, not, it's not always just putting it over the line. It's a half chance. And that's so valuable to have a winger who turns every half chance into four points. You've got to have players, strike players, that can score tries from outside that 50, 60 metre zone as well, which he does. Now, uh, Jace, yep. uh, Mad Monday, who historically would be the player that would leave first? Wow. Historically, well, I don't hang out with him on Mad Monday, so I'm not 100% certain on this, but um, who do I think would leave first? Um, I'm leaning towards Cookie. I reckon Cookie would get out there pretty early, but um, it's, defi- it's definitely not Joy Arrow. I know that. Oh, much. we all know that. Um, yeah. he'd, be the, he'd, be, he'd be the last to leave, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, let's go. Let's go, Damien Cook. Yeah, I, like I reckon that. He, he'd struggle to stay with the boys. He'd probably go on. Okay, uh, last one. Um, if you had a teammate that had to stand in front of a group, an audience, and do a comedy skit for fifteen minutes, the person that had to tell a joke for your life, Jason Demetrio, which teammate is it? <laughs> um, the first thought that comes to my head is Tom Burgess. Um, not that he's a great joke teller, but just. Having the big fella up there attempting him would probably get a laugh. Um, but I'd have to say Alex Johnson. He's probably the most creative and, and smartest bloke in the group. So, again, I'd have to go with AJ. Yeah, nice. Now, before we finish up, one last question for the listeners. Fitzy, hey, boys, can you ask Jason if he thinks the players are ahead of where they were this time last year in the preseason? Is it hard to gauge from preseason results? Um, no, not really. I think there's some data in and around that around our training loads and what we're, what we're doing. And I think, like I said last year, there was an extended time off because of the bubble. And then obviously making the grand final, we, we pretty much didn't have anyone back until January. And then we had extended COVID with 75% of our players not training until the end of January. So, yeah, we're, we're definitely in a, in a much better position than we were this time last year. And um, some of our key players had surgery last year as well. We don't have that this year. So from January 5, we'll have all their players on deck and uh, we'll get some quality training for the start of the year. Well, you love the beach and um, you got the break soon, so you can get in those budgie smugglers. Oh, God. JD, which you love. So. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, just ordered another couple of pairs, so that's... <laughs> <laughs> it's time to play the music and get out of here. Jason Mitrio, thanks for joining us tonight on Sports Day, mate. Have a great Christmas. Yeah, have a good Chrissy. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, guys. Merry Christmas. Same to you. There he is, the head coach of the Mighty Bunnies. He's a good Jason. man. He is a great man. He's a great guy. He's uh, so relatable. Actually, when you when you loosen him up a bit, Jason Demetrio, he's a he's a he's a great larrikin. Thanks for listening to the podcast, and don't forget you can listen to Sports Day every day from Monday to Thursday, six pm or five pm Queensland time.